Hey folks, Gavin Roth here with the Roth Revenue Podcast. This is the Influencers of Sponsorship Marketing series, where I sit with sponsorship marketing leaders to find out their story, their mentors, their insights, and personal and professional development advice. This episode's featured guest is Jordan Vader, who is Head of Global Partnerships at MLSE. MLSE is by any measure the top sports entertainment enterprise in Canada and one of the global leaders. Jordan leads the corporate partnerships team. And what an exciting time. The Leafs and Raptors gearing up for the playoffs and TFC season just underway. In this episode, Jordan tells a great story of how he parlayed an internship at WWE into a successful career working for the CFL and MLSE twice. We have fun recounting how he recruited yours truly to be his boss at the CFL. Jordan shares insights into MLSE's unique partnership team structure and philosophy, how they embrace digital engagement, and strategy and insights to be smarter about how they approach partnership prospects. We discuss his mentors, Dave Hopkinson, Jeff DeLine, and yours truly, which is a real honor for me. Jordan shines a light on a great partnership between the Maple Leafs and Oshkosh, a partnership that engaged an underserved fan segment and drove traffic to stores. He shares great examples of how Scotiabank reimagined venue naming rights and brand integration with a fan-centric approach. And he ends with terrific professional and personal development advice. The themes of knowledge enhancement and relationship building stood out to me. I hope you enjoy. And for more episodes of the Roth Revenue Podcast, follow me on LinkedIn, visit SoundCloud, and now also Spotify, or check out RothRevenue.com. Absolutely thrilled uh, to be sitting down today with um, a good friend and a former colleague, uh, Jordan Vader, um, who is head of global partnerships for a little uh, startup property you might have heard of called Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. I'm staring right now at a jersey of Tavares and Lowry, so I'm, I'm right in the thick of it. So um, pretty cool to be sitting uh, with Jordan, especially at such a timely period because there and we're, we're going to talk about this um, you know such such news and buzz going on about um, uh, MLSE and the the various properties that they operate um, so uh, Jordan uh, thanks for doing this how are you doing I'm awesome it's a stretch run here uh, third day of December uh, teams are in a great spot no kidding. Uh, Raptors first place in the NBA uh, the Leafs uh, with Willie Nylander now in tow. Uh, Sorry, did he sign? Apparently, <laughs> that's right. That's right. As uh, as the World Watch, I guess forty eight hours ago. Oh um, uh, nice to get him back in tow. So we're at full strength. Uh, been uh, been a lot of fun to watch. Waking up every morning with the enthusiasm that I would come playoff time. Um, so it's been a great run uh, for the last couple of months for not only uh, us here, but obviously our great partners and most importantly the fans. So it's been a ton of fun off season for our Argos and uh, in Toronto FC now. But um, uh, always lots on the go. Excellent, and and you know we we go back. Uh, so a, a quick um, uh, you know story for. Um, the millions of people who listen to this podcast. Um, 
you know, I, I was, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Jordan when I worked at uh, WWE. I was heading up uh, sales and marketing there uh, early 2000s to mid 2000s, and we would uh, bring interns on. And um, what always amazed me is you bring interns in, and it's an opportunity of a lifetime. And you had done, I think, the George Brown program, and and uh, yeah. and I, you know, I'd see these interns come through, and and so many of them would waste away the opportunity. They'd be, you know, just just they, it's it's just hand you know gift wrap for them, and they'd waste away. And you were different, and and it's amazing that that would be uh, an anomaly. You'd think everybody would, but I immediately saw here's a young guy who who got it and he was focused and determined and he asked good questions and he worked hard and he showed initiative and just those core uh, fundamental traits that that you would hope everybody would have and and I spent time with you and and I remember you being grateful and I said I joked I said don't worry this is for my own benefit because one day I'll be working for you and we we chuckled about it and um, you know it just just been great to see your career move forward. Uh, so talk, talk a little bit about that, that path and you got in and, and, and maybe share the story about how you left, went to this, ended yeah, up at the CFL the story for yeah, sure. and hired me. <laughs> not, not quite, but, um, uh, no, it's, um, uh, I've been tremendously lucky, um, over the number of, uh, over, over my career. And, um, I had a plan, I had a goal, I had a bunch of things I wanted to do, um, but I had a lot of great people that helped me, uh, you know, along the way. And, um, uh, I think it speaks to the importance of relationships, investing in those relationships, maintaining relationships. And at the end of the day, you know, this is a relationship business and we have to make sure that our, you know, that our marketing acumen and all of our technical, you know, capabilities are strong. But at the end of the day, this is a relationship business. And my story is very much, you know, one that, uh, you know, supports that. So, uh, I grew up like so many, you know, as a, as a passionate, you know, fan of sports, I uh, I've loved our hometown teams. Uh, Leaf fan, you know, growing up, uh, Raptors fan. I grew up in the Michael Jordan era. Was a uh, era was a big Bulls guy. Uh, Raptors get an NBA team. I was there on draft night when we drafted Damon Stoudemire. Mighty Ma- Mouse. Mighty Mouse. I was in. I was uh, uh, a season seat holder with my high school buddies. Uh, up in the 500 level of the Skydome at the time, uh, and rap, uh, for Raptors year one. Um, so have long been a fan of, uh, you know, of, of, of sport. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my Patriots fandom as well while we were, <laughs> while we were here and, 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 and on the topic. Do? Yeah, no, no, they had a good, they had a yeah, good, uh, one, good, I think nine and three after last night beats, right, uh, enough. beat Minnesota. Now well, that you've given cow- me the I'm window. I'm a Cowboy fan, so I'm doing right. okay this year. You, know, you yeah. got a big win last week. Yeah. So, um, uh, always knew that, um, uh, or always thought that sports would, would, would play somewhere, um, you know, in my, in my life. Uh, played myself, realized that I wasn't going to have a career on the ice of the court pretty quickly. That became pretty evident. And, um, you know, I always thought about what that would mean for a career. And, and initially, if you asked me when I was much younger, I always thought that I'd go into broadcast, yes. you know, in some regard, Same. like anchor anchor on SportsCenter. That was, yeah. you know, uh, sports desk at the time was probably, you know, what I, what I would have said if you asked me or you asked me 25 years ago. Uh, that thought evolved over time to wanting to be a player agent. Mm-hmm. So I thought a lot about, you know, being a player agent and representing at the time, most likely, you know, uh, potential hockey players and future hockey players. I could see that. Yeah. And, we, that, and we talked about that. Yeah. And that kind of got guided my thinking when I went to university where I went up doing a philosophy degree, thought that I was closest to law. If I was going to be an agent, 
I thought I had to go to law school and that kind of started on my path. And then, you know, as I, as I went to university and, and, and jumped into, uh, you know, into taking courses there and, and, and time to write my LSATs came uh, along, I was thinking about that, but also was thinking about what a career in sports management would be. And at the time there were very few programs. I remember there was like an MBA at the university of San Francisco. And then there was like the George Brown sport and event marketing program. And as I, you know, contemplated writing my LSATs and thinking about what that next step in my career would be, I went ahead. And, and completed my undergrad degree, you know, at, uh, at Huron up at Western, uh, and enrolled in this George Brown marketing program. And for me, it was about all right, practical education, you know, for two semesters, but most importantly, that practical work experience. So, um, you know, I had a really interesting story. I uh, um, back when you go to when you go through that process. Um, effectively, you can pick the places you want to interview, but once you get offered a job, you have 24 hours in which to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So uh, sure enough, the day that I'm coming to interview here at MLSC, I get a job offer from WWF at the time, mm-hmm. uh, which was phenomenal. I mean, I grew up uh, as a wrestling fan like yeah. like many others Same. did, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and yeah. Randy Macho Man Savage, all those playing an influential role and in, you know, the things that I watched you know, growing up and, and it was a tremendous opportunity. So I went into the interview here at MLSC uh, and I said, um, you know, right up front, uh, I'd love to work here at MLSC, but uh, I'll be really honest, I have this incredible opportunity you know, at WWF. Uh, would love to use this opportunity as kind of a stepping stone for future opportunity, but unless you're here to offer me something on the spot, you know, um, uh, let's let's stay in touch. So sure enough, um, uh, stayed connected with the the MLSC team uh, and went along to this incredible uh, you know uh, opportunity at, at WWF and and uh, you know jumped uh, jumped on board and and was eager to you know to listen and learn and and, and figure out all I all I could uh, naturally gravitate uh, gravitated toward uh, toward Gavin. Uh, I was in a marketing and PR role at the time, but really admired kind of, you know, the role that that Gavin would play in and out of the office, meeting clients. Uh, one of my responsibilities is actually clipping newspaper articles on relevant uh, relevant advertisers for WWF at the time. Uh, so got this amazing, you know, interaction opportunity with Gavin where I could pick his brain and, and uh, you know, learn a little bit more about the inner, work, inner workings of the company and beyond what my core function was, what was actually driving the WWF business in Canada. So um, learned a ton from, from Gavin and, and um, you know, uh, completed my internship. Uh, finished uh, finished school, and then as I was finishing school, was lucky enough to get um, another internship opportunity back with the people I originally spoke with at WWE, mm-hmm. or sorry, at MLSC. I should apologize. Uh, yeah, yeah. I should clarify. Back at MLSC. So after doing that internship at uh, at uh, WWE, I went on and did another uh, internship here at MLSC. Uh, after three months of kind of taking that same mentality and same approach to, uh, you know, seeing how I could help and really digging in and, and, and leaning into the business and, and, and providing, a, you know, a, you know, my point of view, uh, I was able to, you know, to get a, a, a contract. Uh, and I got a six-month contract working um, uh, working at, uh, at MLSC. And I remember the day really vividly. It was the day of our annual holiday party. We had all of our uh, partners coming down. It was an important day on our calendar, not only as an organization, but also for our partners. Everyone would bring their family down uh, for a skate on the ice at the Air Canada Center at the time. So I remember the day really, really clearly. And, and it was kind of like a good news, bad news day. Good news, I got this job. The bad news was it was a six-month contract, and we were uh, lining up against a hockey lockout. Yes, so yeah. I know when, when was that? What year? That, that would have been two thousand four, two thousand five. Right. Okay. Uh, two thousand four, two thousand five. So um, I um, 
what would have been the pending hockey lockout. So sure enough, uh, dug in. I was a, I was a, an assistant here in the Global Partnerships Group, um, you know, uh, assisting where I could, and and was hopeful that you know, despite the uh, circumstance, you know, with a pending lockout, that I'd be able to you know stay uh, stay on board. But that just wasn't the reality. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Hopkinson at the time, uh, who was our vice president of uh, of partnerships. Uh, basically looked at me and said, go travel, go bartend, go do whatever, you know, you want to do to buy the time. And so hockey's back, but, um, you know, it it looks like hockey won't be back. And and, in that scenario, we're not in a situation where we can add, add more bodies. So at the time I was working directly for Jeff DeLine and Tom Pastore, uh, Jeff, who's uh, been my boss pretty much ever since. And uh, Tom, who, uh, who runs our, uh, our ticketing and hospitality group here, and uh, they started thinking about, well, all right, well, if he's not here, what opportunities may, you know, uh, may there be elsewhere through our, through our network? So um, uh, those two were, were very influential. So sure enough, I'm sitting in Tom's office uh, about what's next. I walk back to my desk. By the time I get back to my desk, Tom's calling me saying, I just got a message. I have a potential opportunity for you. That's awesome. So, um, and, and, and this is a small role. I'll probably, you know, mention a few names that will resonate with many of those listening. So, uh, Tom calls me, Sam Gallett, a formal, uh, former, uh, a colleague of his, I think they actually went to school together at yeah. York, if I'm not mistaken, had called him and said, um, uh, that he needed, um, uh, needed a role filled of manager of activation over the Canadian football league, mm-hmm. you know, might I be interested? So sure enough, uh, you know, I, was knowing that uh, I was uh, I was Great staring at it yeah. totally. Yeah. I was staring yeah. at unemployment, you know, potentially that summer, and and uh, what an incredible opportunity at uh, at the most Canadian of all leagues to yes. uh, to hold my trade and and uh, learn more about partnerships, which I had really leaned in on in the last six months, and had learned from some incredible people here at MLSC. So sure enough, I go through the interview process. Sam Gallup calls me and says, "I got good news and I got bad news." Again, <laughs> another good news bad news story. He said, "Good news is you're hired. Yeah. Bad news is I'm leaving." Oh, so here man. I was, thought I was going to be uh, going to Canadian, Canadian Football League and working, you know, uh, in lockstep with uh, with Sam. But turns out Sam was leaving. So uh, not 24 hours later, Sam's boss, guy by the name of Brent Scrimshaw, uh, a fantastic, fantastic leader yeah. in the sports entertainment business. Yeah. Who, Gav, you obviously got uh, got to know. Calls me and says, "Well, do you know anyone else who you know might be interested in this job and being your boss?" <laughs> so now we're kind of kind of connecting back to you know yeah. what Gav had hinted on earlier. So. I think back to my experience and I effectively knew three people that were in business development roles. I knew Tom and Jeff. Yeah who I'd worked with, you know, uh, most uh, recently at that point here at MLSC and, and I knew Gaff. Yeah. And uh, so I, you know, naturally I, I call all three of them and, and uh, Gav was uh, probably the first to, you know, to respond and said something along the lines, pretty coy saying, I might know somebody who's interested. You got any information that, uh, you know, that you can share. So I connected him with, you know, with Brent and, you know, uh, long story short, uh, somehow Gavin uh, uh, was ultimately my boss. So um, it was uh, it was an awesome story. Uh, very lucky. Yeah. Uh, and was super excited about, um, you know, about having that opportunity to, to work for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, that's a great, a great story and a great path. And, and quick, quick on that is it just shows, you know, you never know, right? I mean, um, uh, as you say, the value of relationships and, and you just never know where opportunity is going to come. And totally. I was grateful to you and I stepped into an amazing role. And it's funny because a lot of people said to me at the time who don't really know the business, they go, WWE is such a global powerhouse brand. Why would you leave there and go to the Canadian Football League? And, yeah. and you touched on it. It's 
the it's such a quintessentially Canadian property. And when you work for a, a company like WWE, um, even though we did amazing things, yeah. we were a satellite arm of a U.S. Yeah. giant. Yeah. You know, to have a chance to work where we controlled everything, we were the epicenter, mm-hmm. the CFL mm-hmm. head office, mm-hmm. was, was really a neat mm-hmm. opportunity. And we worked with mm-hmm. some great people. I sat down the other day with Dana Gladstone, yeah. and uh, who, who was a colleague of ours there, and uh, Brent and Tom Wright, and yeah. just, just great people. So it was fun to get reunited with you and um, and and uh, grateful for that. Um, you know what what stood out with your path, and I've I've looked. Uh, you know, if you people look at your LinkedIn profile, I always tell people, you know, through career management, plan each move, you know, carefully and make sure there's progression. And you live that. Um, you've been very patient. Uh, you've networked. You've 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 found. Um, uh, you've waited for the right opportunity. Um, I've noticed that and admired that, the patience. But it, what, it's rare to see what you see on your profile. You go from assistant to manager to director to senior director to head. Um, you know, you've just showed steady progression. Talk a, a little bit about how those opportunities and wait, being patient and, and uh, you know, have paid off, uh, that patience has paid off for you here at MLSE. And also, if you can, I'd love to hear about, you've got a unique structure here. You've got, mm-hmm. you know, the sales team, you've got the service team, but you've also got the, the insights and strategy group. Mm-hmm. So talk maybe about those couple things. Yeah, it's, um, you know, um, again, I'm going to say I've been lucky and I've worked for a lot of great people and a lot of great mentors. And, um, you know, through that, you know, through that, that process, I was probably given some opportunity that, um, you know, that I leaned in on that I probably quite hadn't quite earned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start back when, when working for Gavin, I was responsible for activation and uh, had this real interest in, you know, business development and sales and, and uh, someone who is probably pretty green to get in front of some of the audiences that I may have and, and to play the role I, I did. Gavin tr- kind of trusted me and gave me that opportunity to step beyond, you know, maybe the role and the expectation that my job description had. So um, I think that was, that's been a lot of it. That, that's helped kind of propel me forward is um, uh, while taking a keen interest Working really hard, thinking about what is next, uh, but working for some incredibly, you know, uh, um, uh, great bosses who trusted me and 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 committed to my development, yeah. and 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 I think that's um, you know that's something that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, and that's that that's been been you know that's been important. I've I've um, uh, I've loved what I've done every single day of my career, and uh, I know that not a lot of people that's can rare. say that. Yeah. It's it it is it is rare, and it's something that's not lost on me. I, I um, you know, I whenever you and you have bad days, and people do, and you have frustrating moments and business challenges. Um, but I kind of ground myself in you know in the perspective of what I get to do every day, the people I work with, um, the people I work, you know, the people I work for, the organization, you know, what our teams mean to this city, uh, the influence and impact that we're able to have on on the communities. Like these are the things that you know that that put things back in perspective for me. So I've been, I've been extremely lucky, uh, but I've been patient. And the fact that, uh, I do get to, uh, I do love what I do every day, um, has, I think maybe given me, um, you know, the, you know, the, the perspective that maybe the grass isn't greener and that as long as you feel like you've got that forward mobility 
and you're doing things to evolve your role and create new opportunity for yourself, if that's not being created for you, uh, that it remains fresh and remains, uh, you know, a, a forward process. And, you know, I'm not naive to think that, um, you know, that opportunity here or anywhere lasts forever. But but for me, it's always been about, do I have new opportunity tomorrow? Am I still learning? Am I able to impact and, you know, and help bring the business forward? And I've honestly felt that each and every day. And some of that's been through, you know, uh, you know, the investment that I've made. And a lot of it has been through, um, you know, the, you know, the, the leadership uh, structure and the great mentors that I've had in my career. So, um, you know, uh, in, in, in terms of our team, we, we have a, we've got a really different, um, you know, structure, I think, than most organizations. And I think, you know, as I talk about being able to, you know, stay forward and stay ahead, uh, we've realized over the last number of years how this business has evolved and we want to stay on the, on the, on the forward edge of where partnership uh, and where partnership marketing is going. The day of, you know, of, of, uh, of, of selling signage uh, is well past. And um, we need to take a very sophisticated approach to selling to very sophisticated marketers and brands that have um, uh, far greater accountability for how they spend and how they demonstrate the value for how they spend than they did when you and I were working together, for example. It's, it's changed a lot. Yep. Um, so in order to do that, we've thought a lot about the skill sets and the capability and the structure that we need in order to get there. So, I mean, you referenced our insight and strategy resources. Um, we have a, a specific team within our partnership group that is focused on strategy and insight now. And, and how do we, you know, um, play a more meaningful role uh, in not only serving as the property and having the assets, uh, but also providing that thought leadership of how we solve business problems. And we ask a whole bunch of different questions today than we asked 10, 15 years ago. And we see, you know, our role being uh, um, uh, broader than it has for properties in, in, um, in, in, in diving deeper into our partners' businesses and understanding their complex issues, understanding um, uh, who their target, uh, target consumers are, um, and being able to provide uh, not only creative insight, uh, but also uh, business intelligence and, and uh, a far broader scope of services uh, and capabilities than we once thought we probably, you know, needed to provide. So uh, we've got four key functions within our team now. We have partnership development. Uh, we have our strategy and insight group. We have our digital group, which has obviously become a, a, a far more uh, prominent role within our team. And then we have partnership activation. And, and um, you know, we think, you know, really uniquely about each of those areas. We don't think about, you know, the word sales. We don't really think about service. We think about, you know, partnership development as being a really strategic role, um, you know, to, you know, again, as I said before, to solve business problems and, and to, uh, to demonstrate the return on those, uh, on those challenges that we have. And then partnership marketing is really to be an extension of our partnerships, uh, uh, brand teams or sponsorship teams, uh, if, if that's the case and, and, and really, um, be thinking each and every day about how we move, uh, their businesses forward, um, and think every day about how we make their investment through their partnerships with us work even harder. No, that's great. And and what I'm curious about as I hear that is when do you get that strategy and insight team engaged in the process? So you've got people who go out and bring in a relationship and bring an opportunity to the table. So what happens once they bring uh, an interested prospect to the table? 
Well, there's actually two ways of doing it now is, is you know, we, we've got a development team that's out, you know, and, and surveying the market and doing outreach based on, you know, open categories, um, uh, target categories for us. Um, but we're trying to actually uh, work a bit differently in that. What is the research telling us that, you know, where is the research suggesting that there's a great fit between, you know, prospective partners, target demo and business problem and our audience? So um, we're, we're trying to, you know, find that balance now between. So that's almost part of the prospecting process. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's coming in a lot earlier yes. than than um, than it may have in the past. So we're we're trying to be insight led, and 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 allowing the insight to determine who we speak to. Yeah. So that doesn't all happen all the time, but it's happening more often than than it certainly certainly did before. So yeah. in that scenario, you know, our strategy and insights team is there, you know, from you know from before day one. Um, but even in the development process where we've identified a prospect and we go have a first meeting, we often don't, uh, you know, we often don't attack those meetings uh, or approach those meetings in, in isolation. So we'll bring our full complement of capability, you know, to that first meeting and that first discussion to, um, you know, provide greater perspective of, of, uh, of our partnership philosophy and the types of capability that we have within our, within our team. And we talk a lot of our, about our partnership philosophy and often those first meetings and first discussions are really to clearly articulate what our philosophy is and the type of approach you can expect, but also the type of capability, you know, that, that we have as a team. So, um, you know, I, I didn't hit on it before, but the type of skill sets that we value uh, on our team have evolved. And, you know, we've brought, you know, people onto our team with a consumer packaged goods background. We've brought uh, people onto our team with a consulting background, with strategy background or an agency. Um, so we're looking in different places to complement the skill sets that we have uh, to ensure that we can answer all the business problems that are, you know, that our clients face. And, and um, you know, digital will be another area where we're, we're over-invested as well. You know, you you know I do, and and I do work with you guys on the training side, and and one of the things in the workshops is is that introductory meeting and finding the right approach for those meetings where you're not coming. I've been guilty of this. Uh, I saw how to do it the wrong way when we first went to market with the Olympic Consortium, yep. and we show up and give and and it was all too much about us right. and less about the the person on the uh, the the organization on the other side of the table. So as I hear that and all the capabilities and and that, what's have you found? There's a, a good balance you're able to strike between listening to their versus sharing yours. Totally, totally, and I think you make a great point. I mean, we we come and demonstrate our capability and our thought process, but um, you talk about about us decks. You know, our our mentality and presentations is about them. Yeah. And um, you know, I think I think you hit on it uh, uh, right on in saying uh, primarily that's a listening exercise. As an organization, we've come, you know, we've become far better listeners. Um, but I think I, I hit on it before. It's about asking the right questions That's too, right. and and I and I think we've got a better sense of the right questions to ask. Uh, I think we come pr- more prepared uh, in those meetings to not necessarily talk about ourselves, but to ask the right questions yeah. to demonstrate a, a a commitment that we've already made to understand your business to the extent that we can, um, and to make sure that that becomes pretty evident, you know, throughout you know throughout that process as well. So, yeah. um, you know, okay. what what do we do? We you know we like to listen, we like to share a little bit. But as I said before, probably more about our philosophy. Yeah. You know, um, you know, yeah. you know, um, and not come with with a bunch of solutions, but 
also share, um, we spent a lot of time, you know, building case studies and, and demonstrating, um, you know, how our partnerships have had successful impact, you know, on others in the that's industry. Great. And I think that's a really effective way that we found, strategy. you know, to, um, you know, to demonstrate our capability and, and um, you know, to, to build trust. Good. Perfect. Um, all right. So let's uh, pivot to, I mean, we've hit on, uh, we don't need to spend a lot of time on it, but mentorship, you've you've talked about it. It's just something that I value a lot. Um, I like to find time to, to do it with the SMCC mm-hmm. and just informally. I've had mentors in my career. I think those listening, I, I like them to hear about mentorship because I think it's an important career development and professional development uh, um, approach is find people who are willing to give you your time and uh, and and uh, who are in um, uh, roles that are interesting to you or where you want to get to mm-hmm. and and learn from them right uh, so just Absolutely. talk about your thoughts on mentorship and some of your your mentors as I as I said before I've been incredibly fortunate and um, earlier in my my career, I had a bunch of people that uh, that looked out for me, and and you know, and, and that thought about probably you know their start to their careers and and how um, how difficult it is uh, to kind of get uh, get asserted and 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 stabilize a career without without some help. And um, while the the sports business has grown significantly since. Um, since I tried to get into it, or, or, or Gav, when you did, mm-hmm. um, there's far more jobs, but there's also far more interest. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at the size and the number of different sport and event marketing programs, you know, that exist today just across our province, let alone nationally, uh, and the competition's much steeper. So, um, you know, being able to align with mentors and have people look out for you is, uh, has been invaluable, you know, to me. So, um, um, uh, I spoke of a, of a couple names, you know, earlier, um, uh, Dave Hopkinson, uh, now running commercial partnerships for, uh, Real Madrid, uh, an incredible, How's uh, the Spanish doing? Have you, have you caught up yet? Do you know what? Quite well. Uh, yeah. Quite good, actually. Yeah, I was yeah. quite impressed. Yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to actually pay him a visit in Madrid about a month ago and, uh. and he and his family are doing great and, uh, and our settled and his Spanish was better than I expected. And like Dave, you know, whenever he focuses his mind on something, yeah. you know, yeah. he, uh, uh, he, he, he succeeds. So, uh, uh, an incredible mentor for me, uh, uh, so widely respected within the industry and a guy who, you know, thought about, uh, uh, not only, you know, me and my career, but you know, me and my family and me and my life and, and, yeah. um, uh, you know, provided me a lot of, you know, sage advice and, and, and counsel and, and, and also helped create a lot of great opportunity for, for me over my career. Um, uh, my current boss, Jeff DeLine, as I said, also a really unique, you know, scenario. I've worked for, for Jeff for, for well over a decade, I guess, 13 yeah, wow. years, you know, I've, I've worked directly for Jeff and, um, uh, you know, it's more than just that, you know, boss relationship. It's, yeah. it's a friendship. You know, I remember when, you know, when his, when his kids were born and as he does mine and, um, you know, I learned so much, not only professionally from him, uh, but about values, you know, about, about culture, about family, mm. about the important things of, you know, of, of what's, uh, what's most important when, you know, when, when things, um, uh, you know, are all said and done playing the long game. Yes. Um, so, you know, I, I've learned so much functionally from him, uh, but just in terms of, you know, uh, uh, values, 
and 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 culture I've learned I've learned a ton and he's been really instrumental and in, again also shaping you know my future ability and, and trusting me um, uh, and having faith in me when and maybe I was ready for it maybe I wasn't um, but uh, but but he's been invaluable and and uh, you know it's it's unique sitting here looking across you know to you know to Gav but uh, uh, Gavin played that role for me as well uh, and and really early on in my career and and um, you know when I think about um, you know what he uh, allowed me to do back at WWE and and I, I think it was really you know his role in business development that got me you know outside of this idea of you know pure marketing mm-hmm. and and into this world of partnership and the power you know of, of combining you know uh, the iconic WWE brand or Leaf or Raptor or TFC brand you know with a third party partner back then Molson Canadian Pizza Pizza I, I recall you know uh, WWF working with. And, um, you know, leveraging the, you know, the, the, the passion of fans to, you know, uh, turn one, you know, plus one into three. And I think, yep. you know, um, it was really that experience working with Gav that really, you know, got me thinking about, you know, that, that other side of the business. And, and um, you know, a lot of things that I said earlier in terms of, you know, giving me a chance, trusting me when maybe I, I hadn't quite, um, you know, uh, uh, I didn't have a long track record of being able to prove myself, but, but was eager. Um, you, you always trusted me and, and gave me that opportunity uh, to get you know uh, to get out of my comfort zone and, and try something different and cool. and um, you know as I said before um, you know the value of relationships uh, treating people right um, uh, those were things that I've always admired about you and and um, I think really kind of formed the leader that that I've become That's and awesome. um, you know I, I think it's a process that where I continue to learn every day mm-hmm. uh, figure out how I can be a better you know leader for you know for for my team and, and for our organization but it's something that I'm super cognizant of every day and and you know you kind of talk about my role now as a mentor is 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 providing kind of that same you know guidance and counsel and yep. and you know and reminding you know others to kind of slow down and, and, um, you know, uh, ensure that we're thinking about things the right way for the, you know, for the, for the right reasons. And, and, um, you know, for that reason, I make time for those who ask of my time, mm-hmm. uh, always. It's a simple um, thing, but not yep. often done, right? Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, for, you know, I, I think about the, the doors that I knocked on, you know, way back when, and, and, uh, you know, if, if those doors won't open, weren't open for me, then um, I'm not sure that I'd be in the situation that, I, yeah, that I'm great, in today. A great career could have been stifled early. Totally. And, and you, you just don't know out of your team who are those people, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So, it's, well uh, so it's making sure that, uh, that you have that time. And, and for those breaking into the industry, I make sure I have time for them as well. And, you know, the comment that I make often is for every, you know, one person that actually makes the, you know, the effort to reach out to me or, or another one of, uh, you know, the, the amazing colleagues I have in this industry, there's someone else who's sitting at home, probably in their basement, thinking about it but not action it. Yeah. So I give a ton of credit to those who, you know, either on their own or leverage their network to yeah. get on the radar and, and to have those informational, informational interviews, because yeah. I think it really sets them apart. Yeah. I, it, it, yeah, I've said this to a number of people, if, you know, like you, I get invited to go to speak at, um, you know, the George Browns or the, yep. the Yorks or whatever the case may be to the students. And I always put it out there. I'll say, um, Hey gang, uh, happy to t- reach out to me on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and it is shocking how few actually do, yep. right? You, yep. Let's say you're talking to a room of 50 or 70, and it's often 10% or less that will reach out. And then of those who reach out, 
the ones who do it the right way and follow through, it's even less. Yeah. And uh, so I'm always happy to make, like you say, make the time. Uh, but uh, it is amazing how few actually. And I think that's a function of their, they, you know, what we were talking about offline is get out of your own way. Yeah. Right. Um, be brave. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it will pay off. Um, a quick side story on that. I was uh, Jordan uh, because he's he's humble. He doesn't. Uh, toot his own horn, but he got recognized as one of the five to watch. Um, and that was, what, about two, three years ago now? Was yeah, that, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, almost years ago. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm normally at that event, and I wasn't for some reason this one year, and all of a sudden my phone starts lighting up. I got four or five texts from people saying, um, Jordan's receiving the honor and he's actually talking about you. And, uh, that was, uh, it was just hearing that was such a proud moment for me. And we had a, we got together subsequently. Uh, so, you know, uh, it, it just, you just don't know the impact you have on people. So I, I was grateful totally. to hear that. Um, so let's pivot to partnership programs and sponsorship programs. I'd love to just get your take on a partnership or sponsorship initiative uh, that you've had uh, a hand in that you're particularly proud of. Maybe just share what it is and why it, it stands out or resonates to you with you. And there's got to be a, a, a ton, but maybe... Yeah, yeah. There, dig deep. I, dig deep. I, yes. I, I've had I've had the good fortune of working with uh, incredible companies and incredible brands and incredible teammates that 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 quite frankly have you know I think helped raise the bar for the industry not only here in Canada but you know across the leagues in which we represent quite quite frankly globally and some of the work that we're doing and some of the content that we're creating um, and 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 back to my other point the overall approach that we're taking a partnership so there's there's a ton uh, you know of, of of incredible programs that I think you know I think back that our, our, our team was responsible for, uh, I think years ago to, you know, the, the, the Coca-Cola fans first game, you know, that was created in a fair, you know, in a, in a free leaf game, uh, you know, the, the, the brainchild of, uh, of my boss, Jeff Deline at the time and being able to play a role in bringing free Maple Leafs hockey, you know, to, you know, to 19,000 kids. I think about that program. Uh, I think about the fun we've had over the last summer of years on the GoDaddy program, yeah. uh, originally with Jonas Valanciunas, yeah. you know, evolved last year with Norm Powell and now with, uh, CJ's PJs and CJ miles, <laughs> um, you know, really talk worthy, meaningful programs, that are having an influential impact on our partners' businesses, and mm-hmm. I think I think those are the ones that resonate, you know, the most with me. Um, working really closely with our friends at the Keg and their Celebrate Together, you know, campaign, and some of the work we've done with Matt and Jack. Um, there's a ton of them. I'll, I'll actually, you know, talk about an example that probably fewer people have heard of, and and they were a partner for actually a short three three year window. Uh, so it's a bit of a unique example I'll, I'll use. But I think when I think back to organizational. Um, uh, uh, priorities when I think back to how it helps solve our partners' priorities. Um, I'm going to use an example with Carter's Oshkosh. Mm. So uh, Eric Aegis, uh, 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 another friend and, and, and mentor, uh, ran Nike LG, uh, now at Rogers at the time, Carter's Oshkosh. Uh, he and I were talking about wouldn't it be incredible uh, as we think about engaging the next generation of Maple Leafs fans mm. At a time, quite frankly, four or five years ago, that wasn't as rosy as it is today. And the you know the outlook of the team with young talent, um, you know, we're certainly not in the window that 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 we're enjoying as we sit here, you know, at this very moment. How do we connect with that next generation of fan? And how do we connect with a segment of our audience, women, moms, um, that a majority of our partnership activations, quite frankly, yeah. are are not targeted towards? Yeah. And what an incredible opportunity we have. So. 
we kicked the tires on a whole bunch of different, you know, uh, different, you know, concepts and programs. And, and, um, you know, at the time, uh, Carter's was just starting up their e-commerce platform. And one of their, you know, biggest priorities was building their database and building their e-commerce platform. So, uh, the program that we ultimately want to, you know, uh, deciding on and rolling out together was, um, we are, we are approaching the hundredth, you know, the centennial season of, of the Maple Leafs. And why don't we create a, a program where every kid born during the centennial season, you know, receives a Maple Leafs bodysuit, a onesie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I got tripped up in that vernacular a few times. Uh, so, so sure enough, that's a program that we set out to do. And we developed close to 100,000, uh, you know, of these units. And, and, and the mechanism was to um, uh, sign up for Carter's database, uh, database. And then uh, print out uh, or scan uh, a voucher that you redeem in store to come collect. And when I think about what that uh, what that impact had, um, I think we drove you know north of fifty thousand new signups to um, you know to Carter's database, and about forty thousand people walked into Carter's stores in our marketing territory to pick those up. Wow. So um, uh, probably you know we you know. Uh, certainly not our most known partnership, um, but one that had a meaningful impact for uh, Carter's partners, uh, partner, uh, partnership objectives and, quite frankly, their business here in Canada. And I think helped us connect with, as you said, a really underserved um, you know, uh, segment of our, uh, of our fan base uh, who we need to engage in a more meaningful way um, and also hopefully you know, helped um, you know, set us up for our next generation of yeah, fans, which yeah. we think a lot about. It, it makes me, I love it, and, and it makes me think of the, the picture of uh, uh, Tavares in his, uh, right. with his, with his Leafs right. uh, right. um, uh, bed sheets and all that yeah. duvet and all that, right. uh, you know, that was right. a fan growing up, but, uh, but how do you meaningfully connect with that, but um, through a partnership, right? right. It, it's probably easy to do it mm-hmm. through social directly to that, but how do you attach a brand to that? And I think that's a wonderful example. Some of the programs I've been a part of, you're right, are some of the least profiled ones, ones I'm most proud of, that just there's that there's a it's such a strategic connection and, and strong business results out of it. So I love that example. Thank you. Um, now there's so much out there that you 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 like me follow right. the you know the 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 world of partnership marketing. Is there a program that that uh, comes to mind that you've admired from afar? You weren't a part of, but you just think, hey, that's pretty cool, and why it stands out? Yeah, um, you know, there's uh, you know there's there was a few that resonate. I mean, yeah. you know, um, you know, a handful of years ago, and Gab, you probably would have worked on this. You know, PNG's Thank You Mom campaign. Yeah. Like when I think back to um, how you, you know, combine, uh, you know, sport and partnership to tell stories. I mean, that's 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 really we, we have to drive meaningful, you know, business results. But one of the most incredible ways in which to do that is through through telling stories. And I think um, when I think back to the stories that PNG told about you know the roles that family and mom played and in, in um, you know allowing um, you know athletes to. Uh, to reach their dreams on the world's biggest stage, mm-hmm. um, you know that that resonated with me back then, and it certainly resonates with me today in terms of mm-hmm. you know what you know what impact do we have the ability to to make 
uh, on people's lives. And, and, and I think, you know, I, 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 I share that, you know, the, the Carter's example, I share that, you know, the PNG, you know, example, but I think a lot about some of the philanthropic partnerships. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, what we're doing, you know, right now with, uh, with Sun Life and, and, uh, you know, and, and juvenile diabetes, yes. I think about those, pro- those programs, um, you know, that, ha- that have impact. Um, I think about what the Clippers did with their Jersey badge with Bumble and uh, female empowerment and women empowerment and what uh, and what a statement that the Clippers made, um, you know, and going away from, uh, you know, some, you know, uh, more traditional brands and thinking about, um, you know, equality and and, and sending a whole different message in terms of, you know, the, you know, the brand that they were, you know, that they put on there on 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 their jersey. So there's there's so many different examples, I think, you know, across the industry of of partnership, you know, done right. Um, you know, those are a few, I think that kind of jump out to me off, off the cuff. And I, and I think that's, you know, ultimately where we can all draw, you know, draw inspiration and, and, and looking to, you know, the, you know, the very best out in the marketplace and, 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 and seeing how, um, you know, we can, uh, you know, learn from those and, 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 and ensure that we're taking kind of the, the best in class that we're seeing, you know, not only here in, in, in Canada and across North America, but globally and, and, um, you know, ensure that they have an influence on, on our thinking here. Well said. Um, you know, speaking of that, um, yeah, I love the point about the tie to philanthropic because I've noticed certainly, um, you know, first you start with all the cause marketing programs right. out there and the causes, mm-hmm. and they're all trying to chase partnerships and sponsorships. So mm-hmm. that world is becoming mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. saturated and they right. have to be creative. Right. But properties opening up their vision and their scope to say, hey, we can let's align or see if we can align. So one quick question on that is you've got a brand like Sun Life who has a program around wellness and diabetes prevention, and you've got a foundation as well, MLSE. Is there ever a conflict or is it easy for you to embrace what the partner's CSR platform is and welcome it into your partnership development scope. Yeah, and I and I'd say it works most of the time. Most of our efforts are are, are around youth, and um, you so know there if there's an eye to youth, uh, most yeah. times if we're aligning with 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 Launchpad and 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 um, you know we we've got a, a mandate as an organization and as the MLC Foundation, MLC Launchpad, um, but we know the role as corporate citizens, you know, that, that the Maple Leafs and the Raptors and Tiefs and the Argos play, um, that there's so many ways that we can impact. But when we think about, you know, firm strategic, you know, alignment between organizations, often it's met through that, um, uh, you know, joint effort around, um, opportunity and health and wellness and education, mm-hmm. uh, and access to sport for, uh, for children. And, and, and Sun Life's a great example where we took kind of their mandate and, and, um, you know, we, uh, we've got a great program now, uh, that's providing, you know, access to sport for an underprivileged, uh, now, uh, the underprivileged, uh, you know, parts of the city and community that, uh, that MLC Launchpad serves. And we also think about, you know, how do we not only provide a kind of a safe haven, and direction while uh, families are spending time at Launchpad, but we also have developed a program that 
uh, teaches about health and wellness and nutrition and healthy uh, healthy consumption habits um, that can translate to home as well. So um, you know, always trying to find a you know a way to uh, you know ensure that you know objectives of both our foundation and our mandate align with our partners. And uh, not always the case, but there's often a, you know an opportunity to find alignment. And it's when when those you know mesh that well, we find that we have the most meaningful impact. Oh, well said. Um, and then before we wrap um, with a couple of, of advice and habit things, I'd be remiss talking to you if I didn't get your thoughts on we're in season one of your new Scotiabank partnership. It caused such global headlines. It shook up the yep. whole industry. Um, just just your thoughts on the partnership and how, you know, it's uh, how year one is going so far. Um for those who haven't, you know, been down to the building, uh, I uh, I encourage you to get down, and, and and I'd be happy to, you know, to you know to to show everyone around. I I think I think our the Scotiabank team and our team here has done a phenomenal job in in uh, in refreshing the building and putting a unique spin yeah. on a on a twenty year old you know facility that you know which we believe is is truly Canada's town hall and and our and our, and our partners at uh, you know Scotiabank have been phenomenal, and I'm going to give them a ton of credit on the approach that they took to um, to reimagining what naming rights to Good a word. facility, um, you know, can be. And I'm not sure how many people have picked up on it, but if you come to a Maple Leafs game and you look at all the, you know, the Scotiabank, uh, digital placements of the, of the brand Scotiabank arena placements of the brand, both on our video board and on the four corners of our bowl and on the exterior of the building, they're not Scotiabank red. They're actually, you know, Maple Leaf blue. Uh, if you come on a Leaf game, uh, or sorry, on a Raptors game, you'll you'll see it in 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 red. Uh, but if you come to a concert, you may see it in black and gold. So, um, Scotiabank. Um, was really bold and, 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 and really creative in the approach that they would, you know, that they took to, um, you know, uh, integrating their brand into the experience. And I think, um, you know, they thought not only about um, what was important to them, but also what um, what would resonate most with the fans and how they, you know, truly authentically connect, you know, with the fan base of each of our respective teams or what was happening at the venue at that time. So um, to the best of our knowledge, nobody's ever taken that approach. Yeah. It's been, you know, consistent, you know, uh, if they're blue, you know, we're always blue, but but to take that approach and, and, and you know to fan first connect, you know you know to that audience and to that event is is a truly novel concept, and I give them a ton of credit for um, uh, you know for for taking that approach to partnership. Um, uh, we've worked together to reinvent. You know, a couple incredible spaces around the venue. We've got more to come. Um, you know, in the in in the coming weeks and in, in coming years, uh, working really closely. You know, with uh, the team both at Scotiabank uh, and Tangerine to you know introduce benefits uh, and a benefit program for their uh, most valuable customers. Um, consistently running some scene programming uh, and benefits for uh, uh, for scenes loyalty program. And and quite frankly, I think you know the best uh, the best is yet to come in terms of. Um, what we can do in partnership and, and, and in collaboration over the next 20 years. But, um, you know, the beginning has been phenomenal. Um, uh, thanks to, you know, both the Scotiabank and Tangerine team for, uh, you know, for, uh, uh, for the position that they've taken and, and, uh, you know, for embracing all the, you know, the opportunity, um, we have to, you know, develop and customize, you know, programming that, you know, that our fans, um, will appreciate both inside and outside the venue. And as I said, a lot more to, 
to uh, to come on that front. Exciting, exciting stuff. Thanks. Um, so let's wrap with um, you know I love to pick the brains of successful people on what what are some of their personal habits? Uh, anything that you um, um, you lean on? Any things that you've 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 started doing um, that uh, that you attribute to your uh, continued growth and success? It's a, it's, it's a great question. And, and, um, you know, I guess I think of a, a couple things. I, I read incessantly and not a, not, not a ton of books and, and, and I do and, and certain things with certain authors that, you know, that, that resonate the most with me, but I, um, I'm on social media, uh, consistently, um, uh, both on, on Twitter and, and, and LinkedIn and I'm, and I'm reading about what's going on around me. And whether that's uh, in the world of technology, whether that's in the world of marketing, whether that's in the world of you know sponsorship or partnership, uh, I'm reading in the spaces that we actively play in each and every day, uh, and thinking about how I round out um, some of the uh, less developed you know uh, areas of expertise yes. for me, and make sure that I know um, what's going on around me, that I can you know ensure that we're moving the business forward, or in the best case, stand ahead. Uh, so read a lot. And, you know, what I tell people when they come in and meet with me, I say, just look who I'm reading. You know, like my, my, you know, Twitter, uh, profile is, is open. Yeah. See, see who I'm reading, um, see who I'm paying attention to. And, and I think there's about 12 or 1300 people whose, you know, views that I respect and read on a consistent basis. So I, I make a, a consistent, you know, commitment to, you know, to reading and, and paying attention to what's going on around me. And, you know, a lot of people talk about like how many completely original ideas are there. I think, yeah. you know, a lot of what we create are, are collections of things that we've seen or heard or mm-hmm. done in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's been part of, you know, you know, my thought process on how I evolved and I help, you know, keep our, you know, our incredible team, you know, uh, uh, moving forward is making sure that, that I'm up to speed and I'm, and I'm constantly not only taking that information in myself, but sharing more broadly with, uh, with an amazing Back and talented to your, team. The, the, yeah. Your clipping yeah. days at WWE. That's right. That's right. Started <laughs> early. So yeah. So the, so the technology has helped evolve yeah, that yeah, process. Yeah. You don't have to clip uh, thankfully, yeah. thankfully. And then, and then like another, another thing I'd message, mention is, um, uh, try and stay off email. So, yeah. so my relationships and my communication do, do tell, do tell. is is very infrequently through long-winded emails or emails at all. Yeah. Um, uh, I love meeting for lunches. I love meeting for breakfast. I love meeting for dinner. I love meeting face to face. In lieu of that, uh, you can count on me to pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a lost for art, me, it, it, it yeah. seems to be. And for me, that's kind of the you know the truly the makings of you know of uh, of uh, of a great relationship is one where you know both parties are willing to invest you know the time and yeah. and uh, you know to, to you know to meet on a on assembly regular basis. I understand that people are busy, and sometimes yeah, that yeah. in person you know meeting is is impractical. But for me, twice, uh, three times my drive into work and my drive home. Um, you know, when, when those are in, you know, semi-traditional hours when we don't have games is when I, uh, when I pick up the phone and, and when I, uh, uh, well, part of the times where I pick up the, the phone. The commutes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, so to your point, maybe a bit of a lost art. And, you know, when I think about, you know, some of the habits that I have uh, that I think try and differentiate is is not not to hide behind email, but, yeah. you know, to have real conversations, um, you know, with, with partners and friends. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we... We, we our best ideas are, are created that way yeah. uh, our toughest conversations you know uh, when those need to be had are had that way and I think they really you know help propel you know relationships and, and businesses forward so well um, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I, I tell people in our workshops, uh, the sales training workshops, is you, you can't develop a relationship with an inbox. Right. Right. So, right. so try and get out from under that. Uh, but that's great, great advice. Um, and 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 it leads into the last point, which is. Um, you know, uh, people who, who want to be uh, Jordan Vader, who want to have a career working for a great brand, uh, leading partnerships in a great career in partnership marketing, a uh, piece of sage advice? Uh, what I often say is you get out of it what you put into it. And it's not the most, uh, uh, it's not the most uh, you know, uh, thoughtful comment, um, but I think it's really uh, no, reflective of, of my experience and of the of many of those that I have I have seen, you know, to the point I made earlier, there's a lot of people that are sitting at home talking about the career that they want to have in this business. Uh, those who are actually, you know, uh, putting in the effort um, and thinking about, um, you know, the role and the opportunity they have each and every day, you know, to get better and to, you know, to try and make sure that they get their teammates better in their organization, their industry. I mean, I think those are the ones that are that are, um, you know, truly going to, you know, differentiate and 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 um, stay that stay that. Uh, step ahead. So for me, you know, um, you know, I, I've, I was lucky. I had some great mentors. Timing, as you heard earlier in our, our discussion today, um, you know, was, was on my side. Um, but I've worked, I've worked every day to, you know, to figure out how I can, you know, uh, complement, you know, my skill set and my capability, um, you know, to my company and to my industry and to my, uh, and to my bosses and to my colleagues. And, and, uh, you know, I think if, if, uh, if you're leaned in and, and, um, you know, committed to, a to a, a career in this industry or whatever industry, you know, you're, you're committed to, uh, that opportunity exists if, uh, if the focus and, uh, you know, attention to details there. Yeah. Yeah. Put in the work, right? Um, listen, thank you. It's been, um, great to catch up, um, you know, uh, share some stories, um, get your insights, which I think are, uh, going to be hugely valuable to the listeners. Um, so thanks for doing this. My pleasure. An honor to uh, sit down and have this conversation and uh, uh, a special one for me, obviously, uh, and to be able to talk about mentorship with uh, uh, a meaningful mentor of mine was, uh, was, a, was a, a super cool experience. So thanks for uh, thinking of me um, as you uh, develop this uh, awesome podcast series and um, uh, appreciate it. Thank you.